0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Chelsea. It's been a while, there have been internationals being played. Our lonies are out playing some proper football, getting injured, but showing the world what our lonies can do. To discuss that and the lovely, lovely, wonderful return of football in the Premiership with the Mighty Blues, we have, making his first appearance, is Jeff Whiting, comedian.
2: Hello. How are you? I'm not too bad at all.
3: Good, good. So you're a lifelong Chelsea fan, aren't you?
2: Yeah, since 71, so... I suppose it depends. <laughs> well, it depends how long yeah, you but are. Old. Old. Yeah. But yeah, pretty well. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah.
3: Excellent. And joining him, we have the man with the bad back. Um, how is it now, Gary Hayes?
1: I'm able to sit down, but I'm going to be like a 70s footballer in a couple of weeks. I'm getting to t- going to get a cortisone injection to sort out. I thought you were just
3: going to mean you're really bow-legged. <laughs>
1: <'Cause> <laughs> that that's too, probably. Yeah,
3: exactly. But that's just from other activities. <laughs> but we won't go into that. And he's here Hey, I didn't think we were going to have him here because he's travelling afar, away with Chelsea. It's the mighty travelling gypsy himself, Andy Saunders.
4: Conserving my energy.
3: Oh, is that it? For my
4: 3am check-in at Gatwick.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, let's check this out because you were you were feeling very happy that you got the uh, Chelsea package and it was only 290 quid or whatever. <laughs> 350 quid. 350 quid. Yeah. And then you even texted me to say, oh, do you know how much my ticket cost? How much the actual £4.50. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the only slight drawback with that is, what time have you got to go to the airport?
4: Yeah, I've got to, I've got to check in at 3am. The flight's at 5am. I think we get there because it's a four-hour time difference. So it's a four-and-a-half-hour flight. I think we get in about 2.30. Then, of course, the... Game is on at 5 o'clock here, 5 p.m. here. Don't forget that, Chelsea fans. And so we're there at 9 p.m. And then 11 a.m. the following morning, we get picked up, taken back to the airport and flown home. So we shan't yeah. be exploring the ancient medieval city of Baku much.
2: No, but if we win the game, you'll be exploring a couple of bars of Baku. I think Orifel. we'll all be in bed. Yeah, I just probably. think
4: we'll be so tired. It's just like, you know, I think everybody's going to be caning it on the plane. And, you know, and I just think by the time it gets to after the game, if if people have got the energy to go out and, and party, then respect to them.
3: Yeah. Maybe you'll all be allowed to wear red like the pensioners because you're oh, all getting on a bit. You know, you're red? Like, yeah. Well, the old age pensioners, the Chelsea pensioners, wear red, don't they? And they're very, very old, and you're very, very old, and yeah. you say you can't stay up past nine.
4: I can't. I can't stay up past nine. I
3: can't <laughs> stay
1: up can't. past nine. When I I'm I'm sober. did a trip like that once to Barcelona. It was in my last year of university. We um, we flew out at two in the afternoon from Stansted. and then we landed back the next day uh, in the morning. We slept in the airport. Had a good time.
4: Yeah, that's fun. Th- I really mean that's nice when you're a young university student bit, with bit no story really. No, 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 no. We fact, flew tell out what, at two, tell, two in I, tell in you the you afternoon. I remember. It. The
1: reason why I remember this trip is because the night before it was the first time I was fully acquainted with a uh, Mr. Mourinho because it was the, the night before was March the ninth, I think it was and it was when he ran down the touchline at Old Trafford celebrating after um <laughs> scored that goal.
3: And did you think then oh I think he'll be a future Well Chelsea I just, I just thought
1: who's this guy you know obviously we'd heard about him But seeing him do that and I just thought I like the arrogance and you know, to do that at Old Trafford against Sir Alex, where no one ever dared to do that. And obviously a few months later he was turning up at Chelsea.
4: To be honest, I used to be able to do that when I was 19 years old. What, well, run like, up
3: and down? It, well, anything. I mean,
1: frankly, now
4: I can't, I can't get through more than one episode of a box set of an evening, let alone <laughs> stay up all night. I can't do it, so I'm going to be a wreck.
3: God, if I, I stay
4: awake during a game, I'll take that as a result, frankly.
3: People would not believe the stories I could tell about what you used to be like. <laughs> or you. Well, I've, excuse me. I've always been, you know, very, very... Good and clean living. Mm. Mm. Moving on swiftly. So, Jeff, did you... Uh, we, we won't dwell on this long. Because how did you
4: meet Jeff? How did I meet Jeff? Yeah, how, well, how come Jeff's here?
3: Jeff is here because he got in touch with us. Okay. And so... We thought, well, that sounds
4: like a wonderful. You go and see one of his stand-ups and think you're just the kind of <laughs> just the kind of guy we need on here, inject a bit of humour. No,
2: no, yeah, no. Uh, yeah I, I, well, I do, I do the the, the rounds, you know, the the, the the talk sports and the things as a guest, and always talk about Chelsea. So, thought and it'd be good if I could get involved with this. Game, this. Yes, sure. this no, I have. Are you a sports you know,
4: themed they? comedian, or, or is this just uh, a sort yeah, of side? No, there's a
2: bit in the set about about football, but right. not too much cause as soon as and, and you can't say you support otherwise you know, kicks off, you know, there's too many other, yeah. You know, and I go abroad a lot, I go to Remain, Bucharest where there's loads of expats and, um, you know, in there you've got a mixture, You but all the expats there, you know, a lot of United and Liverpool fans, yeah. Mm. So, well, if you were a Chelsea, I, country, mind however. you, I was there, I was there when we beat United at home 1-0, that was live on TV there, and I thought, sod that, so I put my Chelsea shirt on, and I was the only Chelsea fan just in. Just recently? There were, yeah, this is, yeah the, the game we won, one. Just, yeah. just a couple of weeks back, and I uh, put the Chelsea shirt on, thought, sod it, there was me and eight Man United fans in, and when we scored, I got the
4: chair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that when so, comedians do... That was a do, great header. <laughs> when, when comedians get a bit of sport into their sets or into their shows, like when um, Ricky Gervais talks football in the office, I'm always just completely wowed and dumbfounded by it. Cause oh, I'm just I a, not a, wow, a, lot of a normal comics. person.
2: But, but, I mean, a lot of comics do, have, you know, I'd say maybe a third of comics have got a club, for, but sound, because some don't watch football at all, you know what I mean? So there's, but out of the ones that do, they're pretty fervent, you know, and they're often from, I mean, like Bob Mills, obviously, late Orient, then you've got a guy called Ian Moore, Blackburn Rovers, you've got well, a lot went of other I see tips.
4: John Bishop, and, and, and he said, you know, everybody knows I'm a Liverpool fan, massive booze and he paused and he went... To be honest, I've been supporting Liverpool for fifty years. You booing is probably not going to change my mind, you know. Which I thought was a really good line. You know, but, you know it's uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not. There's not enough sport themed comedians.
1: No, I just think it's, it's it's a little bit of a change from the normal lines that you know. Yeah, yeah. But
2: obviously, if you get a gig where there's footballers involved, which I've had a few of, then you you go that route. So I did one with quite a lot of ex-England players in it. It was when the Olympics, there was the launching, you know, the London Olympics 2012. The gig was in Birmingham, but they had about eight or nine ex-England footballers in um, and some played quite recently. So then I, I... yeah, I went for it then because none of them had played for Chelsea. But, but unfortunate for me actually, because but I thought I'm going to tell them because I knew I could look around and look to who they were and I thought no, they've played with Chelsea players, but none of them. Play. So I said Chelsea. You know, <laughs> so, a couple of booing from an ex-Spurs <laughs> player and a couple of ex-United players. Well, that doesn't really bother me too much.
3: No, absolutely, quite you know. right. We're used to it anyway, um, and. So, did you watch the England games this week? Did you have a look at Tammy and... Uh, and yeah. England?
4: Nobody cares about that, though, do they?
3: Well, I think they do about... We I do. Think, I, I think, think it, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I,
1: I think... I couldn't
4: think, give a rat.
1: See, off. I've come on, on the back of this, what's been happening in the last few weeks. I thought we could name this show that you heard it here first, show because... We've been banging on about Loftus Cheek for so long. Suddenly, now everyone's talking about him.
3: And why haven't Chelsea been picking him? Yeah, but
1: but, you know, and and it's just seeing him. And I don't need to watch England to know that he's good. It's funny because I, I picked for Bleach Report earlier on this season. They said, "Oh, can you pick your squad for the World Cup?" And Your England squad, so I picked my England squad, and over Ross Barkley, I put Loftus cheek in.
4: Did it Did it all have, it, was it all Chelsea players? Like your fantasy, <laughs> no, 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 like your yeah. fantasy team. No, it wasn't. fantasy but, team is but all to Chelsea. What I, think is,
1: I thought I want to put a red heron in there, you know, because there's always a red a player, heron. A, Well, a, a player, a red, sorry. A, no, a, no, a, no, stick with a red yeah, heron. It's fine. But funny. A, a player that always, obviously, you know, like Theo Walcott did it in 2006, there's always a player that surprises everyone, and I just thought, what goes and sits on the bench, yeah, no, but I, I just thought, out of all the players, the young players coming through. The way that he's playing at Palace, or the way that he was going to be playing at Palace, I just thought, this is his season. You know, and He's going to play the football that we've been craving him to play. You know, He's not playing as a makeshift striker anymore. He's not playing as a number 10. He is in that number eight role yeah. at Palace. And he goes into the England side and, and does it. And Bleacher Report made me take it out. They said, why are you putting it in there? Drop your Chelsea bar. I said, no, I genuinely believe it. And they, they took it out and put Ross Barkley in instead. And now I'm like, well, I told you so. Because yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think if he carries on playing like he is, he'll go Look, to the I locker. mean, he, he
4: was splendid in that first game, not so splendid in the second game, because obviously yeah, then he, he off injured, he didn't, injured didn't he? Yeah. So but this
3: is the point. My point about why it's interesting to have a little focus on these two is the reaction that we get from outside. You know, after the first game, it was, well, Chelsea, obviously, you had Ian Wright going, well, they're obviously idiots, you know. They spend... All that money on Yoko, who's the same age as Loftus-Cheek just about, when they could have just played Loftus-Cheek. And you think, no, you fool. Yoko's had a few years' experience playing week in, week out. Doesn't matter what the level is. Loftus-Cheek, as we all know, anytime he's made an appearance, he's come in, come out, picking up injuries. We don't know what the player is going to be like. We know what we're getting with Yoko because he's had a certain amount of games. And I think that's what's missing I Great think, though, party. what,
2: but what people, I think people should say is that you still think you'd have Loftus-Cheek and uh, Tammy Abraham in the squad, though. You, you yeah, don't yeah. think they'd be on loan. Because, it, you know, Abraham, when he came from West Brom, when he was about 16, you know, I remember listening to a radio show where people who knew about it were saying, this guy's a superstar. This guy at 16. Is un- unplayable. No, He's unplayable. That's be Brown. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, that's Izzy Brown. Izzy Brown You're right. Yeah. Sorry, that was Izzy Brown. Absolutely right. Yeah. Well corrected. But what I'm saying is, though, even with Tammy Abraham, though, these players, you know, when people have known they were playing well... Uh, for Chelsea. You know, you think...
4: Um, shouldn't but, they it's been a squad yeah, do you but, know
2: what I mean I know that's the argument and they're not getting any game See, time I know that about,
4: for example Christensen you know this year who for me is you know he looks amazing we'll come on and talk yeah. about his performance at, yeah. at West Brom but you know uh, the reason that he looks so assured and so mature is all those games that he went out and played yeah. in Germany you know miles in the legs games in the legs you yeah. know, just experience of being out there with you know with top class footballers I don't think you can beat it in terms of you know coming into a top a class no, squad no. and putting them on the bench and leaving him on the bench and playing him in the League Cup, to me that's not doing them any service. I think yeah. I
1: think what's interesting about Loftus Cheek as well is you see the, the interviews he did after in the mix zone where he said about um I'm enjoying playing at Palace because I'm not worried about having to be the best player on the pitch anymore. And that is the problem that at Chelsea, mm-hmm. the mindset is they know they've got okay, in his case he's got drinkwater, Bakayoko, um Kante and Sesk ahead of him in those central midfield areas. You know, and he, you could see that he was playing within himself when he was playing for Chelsea because he's like looking over his shoulder thinking, I need to, you know, I need to do something out of this world in order to, you know, to, to stay in this side. And now he's gone to Palace. You can see he's calmer on the ball. He's, um you know, his, his mentality is changing. He's getting the mentality of a footballer who can just go out and play his game like Christensen. Christensen turns up now and it's another thing we were saying when, you know, all the abuse at the start of the season was being targeted at Cahill and people were laughing at him saying, oh, Christensen is going to take his place. What have we all said in this room? It's not Cahill who should be worried, it's David Luiz. And now look at what's happening. David Luiz has been dropped. We were right about that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We're very, very You heard it first here, podcast, you know, it's it's, it's true. And you, you see, Christensen is the perfect example. Two years of knowing he's playing football and he's come back a better player. And it goes back to, you know, football's changed a lot, but the principles are very much the same. And, you speak to Tommy Doherty and I'd said to him, you know, years ago, and I did an interview with him about Ozzie. I said, you know, you dropped Barry Bridges for Osgood. I was like, and Barry Bridges was a big name. He was an England striker at the time. Why were you dropping Barry Bridges for this young kid who was, you know, 18, 19 at the time? He said, because I knew he had it. And he said, the best thing I did for him is I said to Ozzy, go out, play your football. We've got 10 games. Just play your football for ten games and see what happens. He said he was nervous for the first few, then he got his rhythm and then he was able to play. Obviously, they were the days when there weren't any substitutes. You know, you had, all, and then eventually you had one substitute. You know, um, when I think Bert Murray was the first ever sub for Chelsea, wasn't he? But you know, and that was in the late 60s. So you should go on a quiz show with. I should really should I? But um, you know, it, and Loftus Cheek doesn't have that luxury at Chelsea. And what Andy says, and he says it a lot, and it's true. You know, on he, on it. It. Yeah, you know, bang no, on about but it but it, but it is so true is that I want to see these youth team players come through at Chelsea but there has to be a pathway for them and like it or not that pathway at the moment is a loan system because when Chelsea are finishing 10th in the table and they're not getting Champions League football and everything's going wrong what does everyone say? Get the checkbook out sign £100 million players and when Chelsea aren't signed £100 million players they look at the bench and they go oh we've only got Ethan Ampadu on the bench oh but then next week they're saying why isn't Ampadu playing instead of David Louise? you know it's just this the football fan logic doesn't work where I think Chelsea do have something in place that doesn't work all the time but yeah. for the club and the structure does I,
2: I, the only thing I wonder about is whether we should have a couple more English players and. the even if we bought, well, I know we bought drink water, but you know, whether we should be buying more English pl- because, because the spy of the team, as they kept on about, well, okay, Czech, who's not English, but then they used to go on about, you know, Terry and Cole at left back and then you know, Lampard, Lampard yeah. you know, and Joe Cole when he was there. Sidwell you know, and then Parker. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'd go for exactly, but what I mean is there was Steve Sidwell, no, there was Deceptor. no, oh, no gonna, number nine, that yeah, way. but what, but it's, but we did have about four, you know, out the out the well, out of the 11, there's usually about, there was about four, yeah, but to me now it's down to one really, and only. Two drink water yeah. comes on and you think I don't know. I know it happens to all the other teams I know City why, miles why, why I, mean, I mean what's
4: your, what's your why, why do you want to see that I,
2: I don't know I, I just had a feeling that, that that if depending on the fan base because I mean if you go to Stamford Bridge obviously a lot of the fans aren't English I mean depending if you're in the West End the, a lot of people around me they're not speaking English I mean they're just yeah, part time supporters in the West they're coming in and Watching the games, but I'm just saying that a lot of them are not English. So, what I mean, is that, that, that I just mean maybe it's just because I started supporting so where it was nearly all English Scottish players, but I just mean we seem to have that thing there where there was this there was three or four English guys that seem to sort of understand playing in England and how it is in the league, the speed of the game, and all that stuff. And then, and then, and they seem to be like in the spine of it. And then all the like Zola came was fantastic, and all these other players came and were like amazing. But there was these English guys sort of holding it together, and now there's just down a Cahill. And if he's not playing, there's no, no I mean, is there any. At all.
4: any t- team that you could look at at the moment I suppose the team in the well, moment well, probably United well, probably Yeah, at the City
1: at the weekend they Tottenham. had um, John Stones yeah. uh, Fabian Delph and Sterling starting but I think the point you're making is right because I think what it's not about saying oh they need to be English players I think it's like indigenous players as such you, know, you, yeah. look, you look in Spanish league you want to see Spanish players at Real Madrid and Barcelona you know and then you want to see the English players at, at you know English clubs I think what it is for me as a fan what I find important to that is, is the connection and it's understanding that ethos. And you talk about, you know, the culture of the club and what the club's about. What makes the club what it is? Okay, the fans and all the rest of it, but what's the connection we have to the to the club? It's the players. And working in the media, one thing I find now is that it's more difficult to speak to former players post two thousands than it is pre-2000s because a lot of them come over earn their money and then go back home which is fine you know not criticizing them for that but then you know they'll live in France or they'll live in Spain or or wherever whereas you speak to the other players and they get the club more they understand the club more and they understand the ethos of the club and the culture of it and you want that you want that any club and I think that you know it was interesting because um they're not homegrown British players as such you know but you players from the Republic of Ireland being at Manchester United had that long tradition this, yeah when um, who was it that just left recently when, when he left it was the end of it it was the end of that Irish connection at United and it's almost like they're losing something That what, O'Shea?
3: Ooh, oh, yeah, I Paul McGrath. you
1: know, and th- but having having that connection that sort of made united united it was their thing you know do you know what i mean and yeah. you know looking back at that well, team Well Arsenal the,
4: used to with Liam Brady and staples you know all yeah. these guys they used to have a big irish connection I mean, Arsenal it, had it's that it's, all
2: english back for well you yeah, yeah. well back for I just game, think i they? just think yeah. look
4: football's yeah. moved on football's a global industry yeah, now yeah sure you
1: know. it is but I, I still think that the fundamentals of it can be the same in in the way that you know um you, you look at clubs in general and you, you think about the connection to the fans and, you know, they talk about community and all the rest of it. You know, and it, it was interesting to talk about Cahill.
4: Who do you think the last Chelsea player from the local area was? Was it Eddie Newton?
1: Frank Sinclair as well. Jodie Morris. Right, okay, yeah, Jodie. But, but oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even mean, like, that from down the North End Road. I mean just... English players, you know, yeah. play, players who understand, like you say, English football and, wh- and what what the culture of English football is about. Because I'm not talking about history in the way that a Liverpool fan will say, you know, right? Like, oh, we won it five times and we got this many titles, but we haven't won it in. In colour on Sky or whatever, but what what I think is important is that that history to what makes Chelsea Chelsea, and I think that's what's important. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not.
4: I, it doesn't bother me that much to be honest. That might be going time, against the grain, but I just it does. I just want to see great football, and I want to see yeah. the club. The club for me is a, the only constant in the club is the fans. Everything else evolves around it: owners, managers, players. Everything else moves around. The only constant is the fans. And so, you know, for me, I think whatever happens out on the pitch is pretty fluid. I mean, as long as they, you know, they they play for the shirt and they. As you say, the ethos of the club going, which you know, frankly, these days is about winning, you know, that that's the ethos of the club. But, these but it's, days. Even,
1: it's even silly things like the when the players come in, the, the um, you know, when they have to sing their song or the, you know, the way they behave yeah, in the yeah. dressing room, it's things like that. That when you don't have a core of players that because the thing is, as well, with um, overseas players, because you know they're coming not as mercenaries but they're coming as professionals. And what do professionals do? They move on for the next deal. And sometimes when you've got the indigenous talent, you look at clubs and where the indigenous players across the world, you know, or across Europe at least, Italy, Germany, the players who remain longest at those clubs. You look at the one club players; they're all players that played for the clubs in their country. And right I think like that's Terry was for us. Yeah, you know, I think that's that, I think that's what's important. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair point.
3: On that note, we just have to take a commercial break. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Yeah. And we're back. So, um, you know, you just talked about songs um, and things for certain players. The one that <laughs> I, you know, I've been to a few away games and I don't know about you, Andy, but there's that Marcus Alonso song you hear every time you go away.
4: The one's up the wing for me.
3: Yeah, right. and it never gets sung at Stamford Bridge and I really like it. It's a very strange thing. They sung it a
4: lot on Saturday.
3: Yeah, but that's away yeah. at West Bromley. Every game, it's Marcus, Marcus. So is that long, because of the fans, so that the, oh. they're, they're, the fans that go
1: away? the wing for me. The fans that go away, the committed fans, they're yeah. not spread yeah, but, out across the stadium. And...
3: Yeah, but they usually transfer. You, you hear an awful lot of the songs first when you're away, don't you? Yeah. A lot of them travel and then come back to well, Stamford Bridge. What was
1: interesting
4: I and mean, what was nice, and what you do get a lot with the with the away games is they, when a player gets substituted, they sing their song as they go off the pitch, which I think is a really nice thing. Yeah, because yeah. it gives the you know it gives the player a little lift. You know, it was nice to get you know, I mean, who got subbed? Drink I mean, Cante uh, got subbed, Fabregas got subbed, and Hazard got subbed. And they all got they all their got a song when they went off. which
3: nice. So, I mean, let's let's talk about West Brom because we should hurry on through to some of the actual football. Um, no doubt you've got the line-up to go through for us there, Andy.
4: Yeah, I think he went with a 3-5-2, kind of didn't he? Courtois in goal, um, Azpilicueta, Christensen in the middle and Cahill uh, as a back three, Zappa Zappa Costa uh, at the right full-back and Alonso as the left full-back, Fabregas, Kante, Bakayoko with Morata and Hazard very much playing in a forward position, wasn't he? So... Yeah, I mean, it was an unchanged side from the, the team that beat Man United. And you can, you can see why. And, you know, frankly, it was, it was easy. West Brom were terrible. Pulis has been sacked.
3: Yeah. And uh, the thing I think that is interesting, and I said this the last time, this is almost, when it's like this, if everyone stays fit, is it a death knell for Willian and
2: Pedro? Because
3: they are not going to get in the starting well, line And Moses?
2: Um, well, Moses... Is Costa going to stay there? Well, who knows?
3: But that's a bit more variable. But yeah. this, Morata and Hazard... Work so well and Bakayoko and Kante keeping all that space open for Fabregas suddenly the midfield works. well you
4: know Kante's already said that he's going to rotate tomorrow night in, in Baku you yeah, know he's you know I think William and Pedro will definitely play tomorrow night there's so many games Kerry coming up we've still, still got the FA Cup to come you know I mean sure. there's lots I of think, games I coming think up I
1: think in terms of being a first team regular the death knell for William. certainly mm. if they stick I wouldn't be surprised if, if William goes in January a 3 five, two, because he's not as clinical in the final third whereas Pedro can definitely play that yeah, you know, as the uh, the foil of the the lone striker, but I think as well equally, it's the death knell for Batswai because he cannot play that role that uh, Murata mm. does. No, I
4: mean what William will always. Be considered because of his work rate. You know? yeah. If if you if you have a situation where you need legs, then then William Willian is perfect. That's when out. they tend to bring him on, don't they? Yeah. I mean, if we're, dynamo, we're if
2: we're one or two goals up and it's getting towards the last fifteen, William often comes on then. Yeah. yeah. For someone like Pedro, because he's, it's, he's a bit it's more a, defensive, if, if and it's he a works battle, harder,
4: then you you might you might want to consider. He, William. He's
1: one of those cliche players that wins you the title, but. He clearly, the way he sees himself, he doesn't want to be one of those players. He wants to be starting every week. And yeah, he wins you the title, but he doesn't win you games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Exactly that's a that.
3: good, good point. But I, that's what I mean. I, I think their position now is such that if everyone's fit, it's Hazard and Morata. Well, that's
2: working so well, isn't it? Now? Wait, they, they dovetail. That flick from Morata. That was oh. amazing. It was that right? Yeah, for that the second goal. Is, um, yeah. Just and it was, it was one of those. I, mean, I, was, I was to see that at the run and, and flick it last, just... The pace and everything. Well, like, just put, watching
3: it from that, that just, camera behind, so you actually see that Morata looks round. No, it's not just a yeah, flick. And he's, that the, and he's even got
4: the right pace on it as well as uh, flicking it. Like he's it. had a hand in more goals in his first eleven league games for Chelsea than any other player for the club. Eight goals and four assists. I mean, I don't think really than ever, ever. so I don't think that you can say that he's been anything but a success since he's come. Really, even and he came to us half fit,
3: and he evolves every week. You remember the press have had a go at him over the over this period trying to find the weakness. Oh, he's never going to cope with the, with the strength of defenders. Oh, he can't hold the ball up. Oh, he can't do this.
4: And he oh, I'd like to see him up against Ryan Shawkos on, mm-hmm. on a cold Saturday afternoon. <laughs> oh, he got that trick. You know? <laughs> what's, in, what's interesting
1: about Morata is that he has, as great as he's been, he's had some very bad games, yet yeah. those stats, you know, they, 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 um, they support the, the idea of him being a success because you look at Watford, he was poor in that game and that's why he won that game for Chelsea when he yeah. came on. Against Arsenal, he struggled. But I think overall, that you can see that he's still adapting to the Premier League. And also, I think what hasn't helped him... And I say what hasn't helped him. You know, you look at the stats, like I was saying, they're, they're impressive. But Conte is trying to play a new system because of him. And everyone else is trying to adapt around him. It's not like he's replaced like for like with Diego Costa and Morata. No. You know, it's not like he's come in and gone, right, this is the way we play. You're going to slot in and do what Costa did. He's playing an entirely new role. And he's having to form a partnership with... with um, with Hazard, <laughs> but what it reminds me of as well, they're two better players. But what it reminds me of is going back 15 years, Good Johnson, and Hasselbank, the way they used to link up. Good Johnson was the, the Hazard in the, uh, in the equation, and uh, you know, Maratta being Hasselbank further forward. But their link up play is excellent. You see the you know, 4 0 on Saturday and three of the goals, they're involved in both, you know, all three of them. I think,
2: yeah. I think the good news is that is going to get better, that he's still getting better.
4: Yeah, there was a brilliant stat that uh, Neil Barnett, uh, Spy, put out uh, today. Eden Hazard, 263 games, 77 goals, two Premier Leagues, one League Cup. Ida Goodjonson, 263 games, 78 goals, two Premier Leagues, one League Cup.
1: I didn't see that stat.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's almost exactly the same.
1: Yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it is
4: amazing, you know. <laughs> and, you know, Hazard has won all of the previous 15 league matches he scored in under uh, Antonio Conte. I mean, the guy's... I mean he's astonishing at the moment I was watching him on, on, on Saturday thinking when he turns up when he's in the mood yeah. he is literally unplayable those West Brom players did not know what to do with.
3: Well, him. The, he suddenly got going with that tackle when he got booked yeah. Barry,
4: he, was, he, yeah. he was on the floor I mean you didn't see it on the TV he was on the floor for about a minute just in a prone position going somebody will notice me in a minute somebody's bound to notice me in a minute and in the end he sort of just got up and that's why they were booing him yeah. because he just was like kept looking up going someone's going to notice in a minute and then he picked the ball up ran and shot and then yeah. the rebound. Yeah. You know, and it was and just like right now I'm pissed off yeah. and actually I've seen that quite a few times with Hazard I remember a league a league cup game against Leeds away at Leeds when, when Rafa when, was manager yeah when he when he went up there and he I think he scored a hat-trick in that game or certainly two yeah. I can't remember but you know but it certainly was one of those games where he was like it made me come up to the to the north of England on a cold yeah. Wednesday night I'm really pissed off about this I'm just going to play really well but, uh, and destroyed them you
1: know? last season against Arsenal he did the same where they Yeah, he did. I think Sack or someone left one on him, and that was it. That turned his game because he was really poor up to that point, and they left one on him, and he he just got that bit between his teeth. Well,
3: he was the most foul player in the Premiership, wasn't he? Most foul player
1: in Europe, yeah. Statistically, then it shows all
3: the time. It works in our favour,
2: doesn't it? Yeah. You want
1: referees to look out, you know, look after him a bit more, but then you think maybe if they do, yeah, he won't get that anger because he is such a laid-back guy. You know, so did, what
2: we basically need is a sort of mid-range nasty tackle with not so bad he's going to be taken not just enough to wind, wind up. him up. Yeah. Not too serious an injury.
4: Yeah, that's right. It's
1: it, when
2: they
4: bought Scud uh, missile as they, opposed they to... They who's just a filthy oh, player. Oh,
1: horrendous. The tackle on Christensen near the end as well. So. I know, what he's a doing? filthy player, but Who? he... Uh, Yackel, Yackel. yeah, yeah,
4: and they bought him on as a sub, and uh, you just thought, oh, here we go. He's just—he's literally been bought on to kick people. Yeah, and uh, he tried sold. to get hold of Hazard. He just couldn't get anywhere near him. You know, I mean, Hazard was just dancing around him. But you're right; it was a horrible tackle on Christiansen. Uh, yeah. I
3: mean, you know, Christiansen. You mentioned him there. I mean, how can anyone deny the fact that he has just been immaculate? I know I said he's going to be the, the future captain of England. Apparently, the other week, of course, I meant <laughs> the future captain of Chelsea. And I still maintain that's true. He's, he's got everything. He, he doesn't seem to get ruffled. He doesn't seem to get worked up. He doesn't rise to the bait. And he can play the ball out of defence. So yeah. What do you think of him?
2: Yeah, he, talk, he
4: talks yeah. as well, doesn't he? Talks he, to the
2: defenders. I mean, he's come through. Not, I know he hasn't come through suddenly. If you support Chelsea, but to other people who support other clubs, I reckon a lot will think he seems to have come through from n- almost nowhere. But I mean, because he was, he didn't get much game time, did he? Last year, not, not, not a lot in the Premiership or, or even in, Europe, um, in the other games. But, um, but I think, uh, yeah, he looks incredibly good. I'm, I'm amazed how good he's, he's looking. I mean, he's. In, I mean, how old is he? Twenty two? Is he?
1: Twenty one. Twenty-one. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: just see yeah.
1: what, what what I like about him and Loftus Cheek is that they're part of that generation of when Chelsea fans, or at least the youth team, people started taking notice more. You know, because I think they won the the youth cup in 2000, uh, 20, 2012 2013 and Chelsea had been hinting at doing stuff before that, where they got into the final in two thousand and eight, but they lost the City that, that had Daniel Sturridge in that side, and I think um, players like Ben Mee as well mm. have, have gone on to have careers, but then. That Chelsea team, that youth team, sort of dismantled and nothing came of it. But then it started getting better and better. And now you're looking at it and you're thinking, OK, they're starting to mature now. That Rather than doing it when they're 18, 19, they're doing it as they're entering their 20s. Like Loftus-Cheek, Tammy's hinting at it now. You know, mate, I know Lewis Baker isn't getting in at Middlesbrough right now, but he's a player who's, who's on for the those radar. Those players
4: that are getting games, I'm making a case for yeah. it. Those players yeah. that are sitting on the bench aren't. And you know. it, it comes It comes down to <laughs> the... Uh, that's true. You know, yeah.
1: Christensen has benefited from David Luiz getting injured. He's been in the right place at the right time because Cahill gets sent off against Burnley. He turns up, has to play against Spurs. They shift things around a bit and you're worried that you know, Kane's going to you know, do Take a number him apart, on him. Yeah. He doesn't. He performs. And then suddenly Conte thinks, OK, I can trust this kid. And then David Luiz gets suspended and Christensen comes in and David Luiz has his issues you know, on the training ground with a manager and, he, and he's got the confidence in that. So, OK, look, I'll drop you for... Christensen and now you've got to get back in the side and you look at it and he's making it difficult for him because two clean sheets and he's, he's I reckon he'll play Luis you...
4: tomorrow night that was
2: what I was going to ask you've got a prediction for the lo- side for tomorrow
4: not really just that only that Conte said that he will rotate and it makes sense for him to rotate with the miles that they've got to do and, I, and as I say I think he'll play Luis and he'll play Christensen on Saturday I think he'll play Pedro and William I think Hazard will start on the bench you know, they're, they're number 10, the, the Carabag number 10 is, is suspended uh, after the game after, against Atletico. So, listen, I mean, they are essentially a pub team, but they are re- they are a good pub team. But we should yeah. be able to beat them. I mean, even though they did a number on Roma and they did a number of Atletico yeah. at their stadium, there'll be 65,000 mental Azerbaijanis cheering them on. Um, you know, there'll be a little bit of jet lag. You know, this <laughs> quarter cool, so was like, we're still on English time doing the American football thing. We're going we're to be on English time. But, you know, you still. Get, I'm going to be knackered. They're going to be yeah. doubly knackered. Yeah, you know, well... So. It's I'm a shame that that's
1: why he's injured as well because it means Morata going to have to play. Yeah, yeah.
4: So,
3: well, you know. Okay, I mean, Conte's
4: the, just one thing. I was Conte's fiftieth uh, Premier League game in charge of Chelsea, uh, and have earned an unrivalled one hundred and eighteen points under him since the start of last season. No team has scored more points.
3: That's pretty good stuff.
4: Um, and also, sorry, amazing. just quickly,
1: in his first fifty matches, he's the um, he's the second. No, sorry, second in a list of points. One only Jose beats him, and Ancelotti's is third. So the top three managers in their first 50, gap, 50 matches, all Chelsea.
4: Chelsea's fourth successive league win as well. Won 10 of the last 12 away games in the Premier League as well now. So um, I think we're on a little run for four. Yeah, we are. I mean, it's a, are. It's I, a,
3: again, it's a hell of a week. You know, we've got this game, you know, which on paper doesn't mean anything. But then you've got the 5.30 of Saturday night, Liverpool test. away.
4: Yeah. On, on telly. Yeah.
3: yeah. How do you feel about that one, Jeff? I, th-
2: I I think we'll get something out of that game. Uh, just, I just—I mean, obviously, we do want to keep with the way City are going, and United being just above us, we do want to win it. But I don't know. I think we'll get something out of that game.
4: Liverpool uh,
1: can't defend if we—if we, if we yeah. can attack them, we'll be fine. I'm yeah. worried though because because of Conte, I'm worried because he's complaining about that game being on Saturday, I and mean, he said it should have been on Sunday, and that they've got an advantage, and he doesn't moan about it a lot. And I think when managers start complaining like that, it says a bit about their state of mind and yeah. the team he's going to pick, maybe, and how that you know filters down to the players. So. I prefer that he you know, kept quiet about it and you know, kept his counsel, really, because I think you look at it and you're going into the Liverpool game with him complaining and it, it doesn't really suit him. And I think if that was down to the players, they're going to go into it a bit tetchy. But
3: I mean, there is something to be said for the fact that we, we don't help teams. You know, European games, you play on a Wednesday night that far away. We should really play, be playing on the Sunday.
2: Yeah, we should. No, we should be. But yeah. I, I agree with you. It gives a slight psychological advantage to the Liverpool team. as going to take here. Conte complaining, play. Yeah, yeah, but team. also, yeah. as well, we are the kind
4: of team to get up for the big games. You know, we're, we're a big game team. Yeah, so I, I think, I we'll th- I think you look at
1: Liverpool as well, though. They, they've got a luxury of playing their away game in Spain. They're staying there for an extra, for an extra day. That's fine. They're preparing for it their way. But, you know, it's, it's the nature of the beast is that if football fans want all the access to football they've got, they've got to accept that some something like this is going to happen. And why is yeah. it happening? Because Sky are demanding that game's their 5:30. And game. everyone's
3: getting billions. It is what
1: it is. We just get yeah. on with it. You know? So,
3: okay, well, let's, let's before we do the predictions to round up, let's just do the round up of the ladies and the youth teams with Mr. Andy Saunders.
4: Well, the development squad beat Tottenham 3-2 away on Saturday. Martel, Taylor Crosdale and Callum. I liked it
3: when you're doing the accent. Then you were starting to get into do a, a character. Accent.
4: It was a bit of an accent. <laughs> it was starting to get funny. Martel, Taylor Crosdale and Callum Hudson-Odoi who signed his first professional contract with the club last week with the goals. Uh, under-18s beat Brighton 1-0 at home on Friday. Stunning free kick from Benny Gilmore 10 minutes from time to seal the three points. And the ladies beat Rosengard 1-0 away from home in the second leg of the Champions League round of 16 to make it a 4-0 aggregate win last Wednesday.
3: Brilliant. Well, oh, no. I mean, you know, there is success happening. We are a strong club across the board. So I guess really... Where we should finish up is with prediction time. This is where we have predictions, Jeff, and we have to predict the scores, but you're not allowed to have the same as another score.
2: That's (laughs) not true. You can have the
3: same. Anyway, Jeff's (laughs) going to go first because he's our guest. So what's your prediction for the Azerbaijan away?
4: It's not Azerbaijan away, is it?
3: No, it is Azerbaijan. (laughs) It's Karabag. Karabag. Who's captain of England?
2: What? I'm predicting 2-0, that we'll win 2-0.
3: Okay, Gerald? three one. Who
1: to? to Chelsea? <laughs>
4: okay. Andy two nil.
3: No, you. guys oh, are no. just doing that. Deliberately. I'm just doing
4: it because yeah, I'm doing it deliberately. But that's because that's what I think, Kerry.
3: Okay, right. I'm going four nil. Okay. Damn the lot of you. That's what I say. Okay, <laughs> Liverpool away. <sighs> Jeff,
2: um, I, w- I would like um, I would like it to be two one, but I'm slightly concerned it might be two all.
3: Oh. It's like, but which one are you going to go with then?
2: I'll go for 2 1 to Chelsea. Yes! Won't I?
3: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Liverpool 2, Chelsea 0.
3: You know, I never swear on this podcast. <laughs> and that's the first time I've come very close.
1: Blame the manager.
3: Okay. All right. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for. Oh, I can feel a psychic moment. 1 0 to Chelsea.
4: 1 0. To Liverpool. To, to, Liverpool. To, to Chelsea. Because I do think it's going to be very similar to the Man United game. I think that, you know, it's not, it's not going to be a, you know, a crazy a romp. A crazy romp. I think it'll be two very tactical managers trying to outwit each other. I think we'll just edge it.
3: And Lilana may be back as well. Mm. I don't
1: fear Saturday. No. All this do... hype around him, I don't. Don't buy into it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk paper. about that next yeah, week? He
2: is top scorer on paper, I can't believe that. I know. I, know, right but
1: The thing is, is you look at him and the teams he's playing against This teams that play this high line that he gets in behind, like Arsenal, you know, and, and you, saw, you saw the goals he scored at the weekend Were just teams giving him way too much space. I don't think he'll get that against Chelsea and he's been playing against, um, so, so either against Alonso or Zappacosta. Yeah, I they'll set that, up against him. I think they're wily enough that he won't get that space because that's all he is, he's a one-trick pony. He and Man, run. I hope they do their hit and run. And Ponies press, should not be allowed to play football. Us. No, they shouldn't. Yeah. No.
4: If they do that high press against us, we'll eviscerate them.
1: But uh, that, And that's the other reason why I don't think Salah will do much. Because mm. they'll, they'll try playing on the counter and that doesn't work against Chelsea. Mm.
4: Yeah.
3: Ha. Fools. Mm.
1: Fools, a lot of <laughs> them. we, done? We'll us. Us. we are done? I've got a plane <laughs> to catch.
3: You've got to get off, mate. Gary, that's it, mate. Jeff, thank you very much. I hope you'll return. I'd love to. That was brilliant. Great. Thank, thank you very much. And well done everybody. Here comes an interesting week.
0: This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at Chelsea Podcast net the chels is backed for the season by ladbrooks if you're a large organization involved in managing purchasing or making decisions on software licenses you need livingston livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licenses to legally use it this information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements which large software publishers like microsoft or ibn and others and when budgeting for software spend to reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses speak to livingston today about our managed services over 50 multinationals across the world trust livingston to manage their software licenses visit livingston tech.com for more information
4: sports social
0: podcast network with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere